1: Hello there, thanks for downloading this episode of the Membership Guys podcast. The show in which we talk all things membership websites. So technical, marketing, sales, strategy and everything in between when it comes to running a membership business. I am Mike Morrison from the Membership Guys I'm one half of the Membership Guys, along with Callie Willows, who isn't on the show, has never been on this show, believe it or not. Uh, that's not a deliberate thing. I'm not keeping her from you. I've not got her locked up in a little cupboard somewhere. Uh, we will have Callie on the show very soon. In fact, for a Q&A session where we'll be answering questions from uh, the various communities, from our own members, from people in our Facebook and so on. So we'll be going through just a selection of random questions that we get about the topic of membership sites. So myself and Callie will be doing that in an upcoming episode of the show. But for now, you're kind of stuck with me. But uh, I just want to say again, big, big thank you for downloading this episode of the podcast and for listening to the Membership Guys podcast. I know you guys have a big choice available to you of lots of really cool podcasts out there. On the uh, subjects of online marketing, online business, and so on. So, thank you sincerely for spending the time to listen to our show. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get a lot out of it. So, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Emmy Wu. Emmy is a fantastic videographer as well as a launch strategist. And I talked to Emmy about how you can use video effectively to not only market your membership site, but also as part of a winning launch strategy. So Emmy is uh, someone we encountered a good while ago. We're big fans of her work. And we actually came across Emmy. It was Callie actually came across Emmy because uh, we were doing some work for a client and usually when a client tells us they're producing their own sales video, we uh, we kind of expect the worst. <laughs> and, that, and that's that's not being mean, it's just most of the time when people DIY their videos or their sales material, then results can vary. But when we actually got the video through, it was just fantastic. It was such a stunning video and it kind of blew Callie away so much. Uh, and she showed it to me and I was so impressed that uh, we obviously asked her who created this video and that's how we came across Emmy and uh, that's how we got into the great material she puts out there in terms of helping other people not only figure out how to make their videos much better as part of an overall strategy but also how to use videos to tell a story and to deliver on a launch strategy for your product, for your membership site. So we've had Emmy into Member Site Academy to actually deliver training to our members. That's how awesome uh, we think she is, and that's how great we think the, uh, the stuff that she's able to provide in terms of insight and advice is. So we're very, very pleased that she took the time to join me on the podcast to chat all things video and launch strategy. So I'm going to jump right over now, To my conversation with Emmy Wu. All right, guys, so I'm here with Emmy Wu, who is joining us today to talk all about videos, course creation, and loan strategies. So, Emmy, thank you so much for joining us on the Membership Guys podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So for any of our listeners who haven't come across your website or your videos, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and how you came to be so involved with online video?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have always worked with cameras. Um, My background is actually in the film industry where I worked with like large studios like MGM and Paramount and uh, a lot of commercial projects to kind of bring their vision to life. And I had always been shooting my own videos and kind of like editing and being a nerd in the background, but never bringing this to the forefront of like what I do at all. Um, and you know, the film industry is grueling. It's a crazy, hectic pace. And ultimately there was just this other part of me that really wanted to come to life. And so I started by shooting small projects in my community and putting them up on a website and, um, you know, it kind of built momentum from there. Uh, ideally I had always stuck with, um, shooting promotional videos for entrepreneurs and through this kind of organic process, I actually now specialize in creating launch videos. So, um, I didn't even say this, but I'm a videographer and editor who specializes in launch videos, branded videos for online entrepreneurs who want to elevate their online presence. So right now, that's like my bread and butter. I've made the full transition. And um, it's been amazing to be able to connect with people from literally all over the world and see the amazing projects that people are launching and helping them to bring it to life.
1: And that's a pretty, that's a very specific kind of niche there because usually, you know, you'll have people who do the, the technical side or the creative side, but not so much the strategy and the marketing side of things. So where whereabouts in the process did the launch strategy and the really kind of smart marketing use of video come into it from obviously going from the the uh, movie industry into community projects? When did the, the strategy and the marketing side really come into play?
0: You know what? I actually kind of discovered that on my own in my own business Um, Mm. before I even kind of like advertised to anybody that I was doing launch videos. Um, The common thing that, you know, that everybody was talking about with videos is how to get in how to get comfortable in front of the camera and you know how to speak naturally in front of the camera.
1: There's all kind of style and presentation as opposed to strategic use.
0: Yeah and you know being new in the business I was like okay this is what I should be talking about I guess and you know I I gave tips about speaking in front of the camera but I it didn't entirely feel like me and I knew that I still had so much value to offer in terms of my technical skills in the background. Mm. Um, and so I start to talk more about the technology behind cameras. I felt that a lot of people were hitting a huge roadblock because they just didn't want to speak on camera. But I'm like, no, there are all these other ways that you can still use video without having to speak on camera. And slowly I kind of I guess I found my own voice in that, mm. um, in this kind of online video marketing, um, platform. And in finding my own voice, I realized that that was a crucial thing to my client success in having them Position themselves in a way that feels authentic, um, but is also aligned with you know marketing strategies. So yeah. I'm just always obsessed with you know podcasts and books and audiobooks and everything about marketing funnels and strategies and. Um, I always work to kind of align that with the soulful message of my clients yeah. and of myself too, which um, you know is part of my unique take on on how I approach videos, and and it's been great. It's been super helpful in how I work with my clients.
1: It's great, and coming from kind of the web industry um, myself, you see a lot of like you were saying people out there talking about the style and how to have a website that looks great and is very uh, well presented, but without the actual marketing and the strategy side to kind of back that up so and and you kind of need one to to bounce with the other otherwise you're just going to have great looking videos but nobody to watch them
0: yeah absolutely and you know the the number one thing that i hear most you know in even my clients who want to start making videos but they're just kind of like, eh, I don't want to get into this whole salesy thing. I don't want to mm-hmm. sound like a hard pitch. And you know, a lot of my clients are kind of health-based, um, holistic type of people. So it totally makes sense in their brand that they're not, you know, throwing out this hard pitch. And so what I help them to do in their positioning and in their scripting is allowing their own voice to come out through the content that they share, through the education that they're able to offer. But but telling it in a very specific way, so that you're almost priming your viewers to be like, "I need more from this person because they mm. have something that I cannot find anywhere else." So that's kind of like the fine balance that um, that I help people to find.
1: And um, what is it about video specifically that you know does that so much? better and so much more effectively than other mediums out there, whether it's text, uh, whether it's podcasts, obviously like this. Was it particularly about video that you feel makes it such a great fit for doing that sort of thing, getting your message out there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great question because video is such a – I guess, complex platform. It also creates, you know, a lot of anxiety in a lot of people, but I think that it's so powerful because you can instantly communicate powerful emotion without having to even say a single word. Mm -hmm. You know, you can instantly make people think something, feel something, resonate with them by using the right imagery and the right sounds and the right language. And, you know, you're not able to do it as quickly with any other medium. You know, obviously you can't do that in a blog post where people have to have to read. Podcasts are great because, you know, we're kind of on a run and go type. Um, you know, world where people just want to be able to listen to something while they're driving in their car or they're doing something else. Um, But with videos, you know, you do have that option to just have it playing in the background if it's a blog video or something. But if you want it to be really impactful, like a homepage video, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, or even um, like a Facebook ad video where it's just literally running in the newsfeed without any audio. And yet you still have the ability to make a really powerful impact just by simply the images that you use and the words that you use to that you use to speak with your audience.
1: Absolutely and you mentioned the video ads on Facebook they seem to be really really pushing those at the minute as uh, as you know their preferred option almost for advertisers but also as something that differentiates them from other advertising platforms online.
0: Yeah absolutely well I think the Facebook video ads, I mean, all social media platforms are definitely making a big push towards video, mm. um, you know, even with like Instagram and Twitter, they, they all have video now. Um, and Facebook, you know, was saying that they're going to be the next contender up to YouTube with videos, which, you know, I don't think is necessarily the case. It. Ultimately, it really depends on where your audience is hanging out. You know, yeah. if your audience is hanging out on YouTube, then by all means, that's your platform. Um, yeah. But they're kind of different mediums in a way. Um, Facebook is kind of like the more social video where you're able to interact, you're learning, you're sharing things with your friends. Whereas on YouTube, it's a bit more of a learning platform where people go to kind of learn and absorb information. So really depending on your business and what your audience wants from you, um, it's important to kind of focus down on what type of video content you'll want to create and which platform to best host that.
1: Yeah. And of course, with, you know, we're saying all all the social channels are kind of moving towards featuring video, certainly more heavily than have in the past. And we're seeing the rise of services like Periscope and Blab and obviously Facebook uh, mentions, which has kind of come through at the moment. Uh, is that something you're excited about seeing or is it something that's kind of a, a double edged sword in terms of there's a lot more kind of off the cuff amateur low low quality kind of stuff out there you know which is it a good thing is a bad thing is it is it both
0: well you're you're making me giggle a little bit just because i'm thinking about you know my my own periscope channel and you know realizing like oh darn i need to go on there and make another video so
1: i I tried periscope (laughs) for the first time the other day it was Oh, awful! It was really? god awful. Oh. Was-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you have such a great radio presence. I can't imagine you making. An-
1: oh, but there's such a difference, though. With I think it was mostly just because um, I've been like within the member site academy, we do member challenges every month, and this month there's a marketing challenge to try one new marketing tactic, and so yeah, I, I kind of put myself on board to try out Periscope. So my whole thing was, let's just get it done. you know, Let's just do it. And then the reality of, of you know, if you're doing a YouTube video, prepare for it, you know what you're going to say and all that. With Periscope, I was just like, yeah, let's just get on. And then, yeah, what the heck do you talk about for 10, 15 minutes? And, of course, you can see yourself as well. So it's like you're watching yourself in a mirror. So, yeah, when I watch the replay, I kept fussing with the hair and, yeah,
0: yeah, it is. Uh, it is a little jarring, you know. Um, Periscope is literally like you know throwing on the camera and pressing record, and you have no turning back. Like you can't, yeah. you know, <laughs> cut and do a replay or anything like that. Um, but I think that there is something to be said about this really like raw and unpolished type of video. Mm. Um, it's always interesting to me when somebody has like a certain video presence, but then when you see them in like real life or quote unquote real life on Periscope, they actually speak on camera quite differently. Mm. And so I kind of found that intriguing. And the cool thing that I like about Periscope is being able to interact in real time with people. Um, it's definitely a lot less polished, uh, for me. I know that I'm not one of those people who can just speak off the cuff very eloquently for, you know, an hour at a time. I'm not one of those people. I kind of have to plan my content. Um, but at the same time, I really, once I get into the flow and I start to see comments and I just kind of like feel what other people are sensing and it can be a lot more organic. But mm. yes, I do agree. It takes practice because it, it uh, it's a little jarring to see yourself <laughs> so raw, you know, yes. and, and it's right out there in the public. There's no turning back.
1: Yeah, and I've seen some people make such great use of it. I know um, Chris Ducker recently launched a, a membership yeah chris is fantastic and he recently launched his membership site uh where actually he was using periscope to kind of show the behind the scenes of it and obviously with what we do that i just thought was a great way of, of using that like I said that raw kind of peek behind the peek behind the the gloss that you usually see with blog posts youtube videos where you're able to edit everything and control everything um, I thought that was such an effective use and, and I know he's a big, big fan of it. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's something that you can kind of get the hang of. <laughs>
0: Well, and he's, you know, he's had his podcast forever and ever. So I think he's kind of a natural in front of the audience, you know, he speaks and stuff. But what I really enjoy about his Periscopes is, you know, in that like awkward beginning 10 minutes where people are still kind of gathering and Mm. oftentimes people kind of repeat 10 times over like, you know, what this Periscope is going to be about and who they are and stuff. Chris Ducker just like bypasses all that and he always has some awesome jazz. Has a song like Ray Charles playing, <laughs> and he does like a full-on LIMPSIC dance party to it. Um, and I was like, this is so smart because it's engaging, you know, it's yeah. like people are gonna just stand there and, and watch him while people are starting to gather.
1: And it's it's a way of getting your personality out. I mean, nobody's gonna watch a five-minute video on YouTube that is just that, essentially. Um, whereas, yeah, in that kind of raw format then it's going to show sides of your personality that you're not usually going to be able to get out with with other mediums.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that it's been amazing. The first time I ever tried Periscope, I was like, ah, oh, we'll just do it and see what happens. Yeah. And you just suddenly have so many people on your scope. And I was like, where are these people coming from? <laughs> you know, like I've never even done one before. I'm hardly even on Twitter. So <laughs> it's um, it's really great. And, you know, if people have their notifications and they jump on right away and you actually get to inter- you know, interact with people that you normally only see on Facebook or something. So that part I find really cool.
1: Definitely. And it's certainly going to be interesting to see how all the different live streaming uh platforms obviously facebook when they get around to rolling it out to everyone how that's going to come into play in terms of you know launch strategies when we're talking about launch strategies and how to use video you know how you would pair that kind of uh video up and that kind of material up against your more professionally produced stuff
0: yeah actually i'm glad you brought this up because um I think that they should be used concurrently, to be Mm. honest. I don't think that one should ever replace the other, Um, especially if you're doing a bigger launch, like, you know, for your membership site or e-course or a a higher level, like coaching package. Um, It's important to have your launch series, to have your video launch series up and to also be promoting that, you know, in, in. Cause what I would do during my launch of craft camera is go on Periscope and actually like talk about my craft camera launch and I would get more signups that way, yeah. you know, and it's a, the two really work great together because I think people already have this, um, you know, assumption that that video is helpful, or at least they're interested in it. And that's why they're on Periscope. And, um, you know, I just showed them my screen and here you go, you can check this out. And, and it worked out really well. Um, I think even before the launch too, in terms like the pre pre launch, oftentimes people get so caught up in like, you know, this is my launch period and this is the launch date and, you know, these yeah. are when my videos go live and my emails have to go out on this date and they almost forget or don't think to think of the pre-pre-launch period, which can be, you know, six weeks out from your yeah, launch. I'm actually
1: getting eyeballs on your launch yeah
0: Yeah, exactly and start creating content that you know starts to already attract those ideal customers um, your way and start already kind of building that relationship of trust even before you launch something that's that extra time is invaluable
1: yeah without doubt and and keeping on launches because that's that's something our audience is is always asking us about you know, what's the best way to launch a membership side or an online course? And of course, you know, you've got a a pattern, a, a technique for using video launches.
0: I do use kind of a a formula, I guess you could say with my clients, Mm. um, to launch more often than not, most of my clients, I would say 90% of them are launching a membership site or an online course of of some sort. And, um, how you communicate the value of that in your launch series is different from if you were to do a launch series for say a coaching package, like a, a person group, coaching package, um, yeah. because it's already kind of like set and oftentimes it's evergreen. So you really have to resonate with those big long-term benefits that are going to attract the people that you want into your community. Mm-hmm. Um, how we build that out is kind of, you know, we always do the four video formula. So you have an opt-in or landing page video and then three following land or sorry, launch videos. Uh, following that that kind of teach and educate your audience yeah. and each video plays a very specific role in the overall anatomy of your entire launch videos so oftentimes when people go to launch or shoot launch videos they'll you know create a, a lot of content and deliver a ton of value and you know i'm not saying don't do that but uh, I'm also kind of saying don't do that because what you're often doing is you're telling you're giving somebody the tools to already kind of go and do it themselves, yeah. which is not serving the purpose of your launch series. Your launch series is to showcase all the benefits of, of that end transformation to your viewers so that, but you're still leaving a gap so that they want to, in turn, work with you or purchase your program as the solution to their problem. So we always kind of follow a very specific formula in um, in telling this story. And it's especially powerful in videos because, you know, you can see the person's face and their voice and their expression. And um, we're also able to kind of leave a little bit of a teaser almost treat mm. each video like um a trailer for the one that's going to follow so you're always yeah. kind of on the edge of your seat as to what's to come
1: and that that face to video uh, face to camera element as well is is so huge for trust you know because that's uh you know and, and and we tell people this all the time is remembering any purchasing decision is a risk for the person making that purchase you know they don't know if you're just going to take the money and run they don't know if what you're promising them will actually live up to the hype they don't know if it'll be the right fit for them maybe they're making a wrong decision so anything you can do to kind of alleviate that risk and build trust and obviously being able to see as the same goes the whites of someone's eyes when they're talking to you and and teaching you is such a big factor
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because it makes me think about my blog videos. When I first started my business, you know, I I was like, I got to make blog videos. And, um, you know, I didn't really have a strategy behind it. I just wanted to get out there. And at the time, I still had like zero clients. But Thinking back on it, I'm so glad that I had spent that time doing that because now I had this body of work that was there that could not only help to educate potential clients, but it's also that face, that voice, like my style of talking and teaching that either they resonate with or they don't you know? And, um, you know, obviously because videos are my thing, um, I have videos on almost every platform, you know, (laughs) for my own launches, for my own programs and stuff. And that's been a huge part of, I think why clients decide on working with me. You know, I've heard multiple times that like, I watched your videos and, you know, I just really liked how you spoke and what you you know, what you stand for and, and how you are. And I was like, that's pretty interesting. You know, like if I had just written that on a sales page or, you know, in a series of newsletters, it just wouldn't have had the same impact if I were, you know, then if I were to tell them Mm. face to face. So it's, it's super valuable that way.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, we're talking about sales page videos in particular, I think that's somewhere where, especially in the online marketing uh, industry where there's kind of a a bad set of habits or, or bad patterns have emerged, whether that's just through, you know, quote unquote best practices that a lot of the marketers will talk about, you know, white background, black text, every line narrated and shown on screen, but no face to camera, you know, that sort of old school type sales video. So, that's not the kind of thing we're talking about in terms of what you should be putting out there. With that in mind, and obviously, you know, how easy it is for people to go down the wrong path when it does come to creating videos. What tips would you have for our listeners in terms of how to make their videos stand out from that sort of thing and from, you know, their competitors and so on?
0: yeah absolutely and that's such a great question thank you for asking that because i i think it's definitely you know a, a top concern if you are going to be putting in the work and the effort to shoot these videos you want to make them really work for you and one really important piece of advice that um i want to share even before you get into shooting and you know editing and all that you really want to get clear on the positioning of your videos first um how is it that you stand out from the crowd? Like what is it that makes you different? And it helps to kind of think back in your own personal life experiences. Like what are the things that I've experienced that I've had to, you know, dig deep and work through and the challenges that I've hit and even the joys that I've experienced that created a turning point in my life that made me realize that, This is the path for me. You know, those are the types of stories that are going to engage your viewers because it's like you've been through it. You have, um, you have gone through the journey of trying to find the solution and you found it and now you're going to share it with your viewers. So getting really tight on, you know, what your positioning is and what is it that you yourself offer, um, To this program that nobody else can, because, you know, there's going to be a lot of other people out there and possibly offering a similar course. How is it that you stand out? Um, And so that's a really important starting point to kind of figuring out your positioning so that you kind of set yourself up for success in in the rest of it. Now, in terms of shooting the actual videos, I always say, start with what you have. You know, people ask, do I have to buy a new camera? Do I have to get like this full on light kit? And I always say, you know, shoot with your iPhone, start with natural daylight. If you have access to natural daylight, um, just make sure that you even like the process. You know, there's no point in spending money on new gear and then realizing that you absolutely hate shooting videos. (laughs) Um, and you know, you can make beautiful, really powerful videos with an iPhone or a smartphone. It's not all about the technology. It's kind of finding that middle ground between the technology and your message.
1: Yeah. And a, a lot of the smartphones now they're coming out with, I'm sure I've seen some with 4K cameras. I think mine actually might have a 4K camera. So I don't know what a 4K camera is, but I think I'm assuming it's better, than, <laughs> better than the, the cameras used to be. So it seems like the actual quality of, of, like you say, what you get with your smartphone. Um, you should be able to produce some so you know some really good quality stuff
0: absolutely and you'll also have to consider like where is your video going to live like where does it have to stand out if you're trying to stand out on facebook where it's just going through a newsfeed with no audio how are you going to make that stand out well a great way is by adding like motion graphics text in the very beginning you know turn your great hook into animated text that says hey you have you ever wondered why la 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 you know that yeah. that's going to immediately grab your viewers attention even though they can't hear your video and they're more inclined to click on it so kind of think about where you need your videos to stand out and and the positioning and finding that in terms of, you know, making it look beautiful and, and shooting it and stuff, you know, of course, the sky's the limit for how, how big and complicated that you can get. But um, I always say start with what you have. Um, there are lots of really inexpensive light kits and, and tripods and, you know, mics out there that you can get from like Amazon or whatever. And um, you just start, you know, I think that's the most important thing. Just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to start.
1: Yeah, that's something that we've had to kind of drill into ourselves because Callie and I are both perfectionists. But you know, getting getting that position of going for progress over perfection and just getting something out there, which you can then build on and improve on and and you know evolve over time, rather than trying to get everything one hundred percent perfect and spotless and, and and so before actually starting, because a lot of people aren't going to notice
0: it's true a lot of people don't notice most of the things that you know we're we're quite self-conscious about in our own videos and i and i guess i can understand i mean i do understand where that kind of anxiety comes from because i experienced it with my own blog videos that, you know, now it's out there, it's in the world. And like, I know I have to start and start before it's perfect, but still like people are going to be watching me and it's a little bit embarrassing. And, um, you know, I know what that feeling is like, but at the same time, just know that the more you do it, the more your camera presence will evolve. Like if you were to go back to my blog videos and like watch my first blog videos <laughs> and you know, I, I still do on occasion just to give myself a giggle and, and also a pat on the back to see, you know, how far I've come, yeah. you know, like all things. The, the more you do something, the better you're and you're going to find shortcuts and you're going to find your own rhythm and your own way of doing things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a process, but enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, the day that you can sit back and just be like, you know what, like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with how I look and just sending it off into the world. That's the day that you're like, okay, my video journey is just going to keep going up (laughs) from here. (laughs) No, I I just think that it's, uh, you know, it's important to start. And Just like in business, you know, your videos are like your business. If you waited until the point that you were ready, and you know, everything was perfect and ready to go, then you won't have a business. And that's kind of how the two are related, I guess. So Um, And they, who said they had to be perfect anyways. I mean, look at Periscope and like, you know, I I certainly don't care about putting on my makeup, even and going on Periscope anymore because I want to share ideas when I'm, you know, fresh and inspired. And that's usually in the mornings by the time, you know, it's eight o'clock at night, I can't even think anymore. So I'm (laughs) going to hop on Periscope first thing in the morning and start chatting with people. And I really enjoy it. Um, But Yeah, the first time I was like, "Uh, do I have to put on mascara first? And it's, uh, I just fought the resistance. And the first time you do it, it's a bit like, okay, what are people going to think? And after a while, it's like, you don't even think about it anymore. It just becomes the new norm. And there's a great freedom in that too.
1: And I think the great thing as well, particularly with videos, even if you're starting off with, you know, what in a couple of years' time you may look back on and think, oh, these were terrible you know, I think with videos, you're creating something more tangible in terms of assets that you can get a lot out of in terms of repurposing and utilizing across different platforms. So obviously with your video, if you get that transcribed and you pull the audio from it and so on. So certainly more than just written blog posts, which, you know, websites close down, posts get deleted or outdated. I think videos always seems to me something that's a bit more solid and certainly a a lot more multi-purpose than just the same old kind of blog posts everybody else is writing.
0: Yeah, and I think in particular, like a launch series, you know, if you are going to be creating um, videos to promote, say, an evergreen course, it's really important that we do the pre-work and, you know, dive into all of your, you know, not only your video vision, but kind of your bigger business goals, and make sure that the videos that we create for your brand are going to accomplish your goals as well. Um, so, in in that way, you know, it's this piece of marketing that's always working for you. And yeah, you can pull a, you know, transcribe that and share parts of that, or even you know, like how I did, hop on Periscope and share bits of your video in you yeah. know, shorter Periscopes. Um, there's lots of great different ways to kind of repurpose. Um, I mean, I don't really repurpose my videos too much in my blog posts um, because I'm such a planner. I just like to write out my video blogs and then I shoot them. So I actually have like the written post as well as the video post Um, in there, but yeah, I mean, if I was smart, I could probably share those articles somewhere else too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've seen, uh, I think probably the, the more common one that I see is people releasing the audios. So the stripped audios as a podcast and it just kind of runs parallel. So, you know, obviously people who are more into watching videos will see the videos and the people who are more inclined to listen to podcasts, get the audio side of things as well. And that's just, you, you don't kind of get that two for one, uh, effect with, with a regular blog post.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was fun because, um, uh, this actually reminded me, we actually just did like a, a video intro for a client, um, who was launching a podcast. And, uh, mm-hmm. so I was kind of intrigued when she connected with me and asked for an intro for her podcast. And I was like, what do you mean? Like I do videos. And, and she's like, yeah, it's for a video uh, podcast, but I'm also going to have the audio version. Um, But we wanted like animated text for the beginning. So I was like, that's really cool that you can, you know, take this one set of content and have it live on two different, totally different platforms and kind of continue to spread your brand message and build your business with people from totally different demographics
1: Absolutely. And I think particularly for membership site owners and online course owners where, you know, so much in terms of online education now is done through video rather than text. Because whether that's, I know we, we go video for our courses. Um, just cause we kind of prefer learning that way. And most of our students, when we talk to them, they like learning via video rather than text. So with video playing such a big part in most membership sites are online courses. It just obviously makes sense to extend that to your marketing, to the launch funnels, the launch sequences you use too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, like a lot of my clients are launching their courses and I always like to encourage people to, even if they don't want to, show like, you know, full FaceTime and explain everything inside the course content videos. It's always nice to have, say, a little module introduction, you know, where you're kind of laying down the groundwork for what you're going to be learning in this module. And then let's dive in together. And that kind of warms people up right away. You know, nobody really wants to like open up to like another screen capture and like, you know, there you are with your smiling face telling them that it's going to be okay. And it's going to be fun. And it's just, it just feels more personable, you know, even when you log into a membership site and there's, you know, a welcome video, uh, welcoming you to the site and kind of explaining how things work around there. It just adds that little extra human dimension, which is so great.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's something myself and Callie, on the back of the training session you did for our Member Site Academy members, that's something we're now actually looking at at, as a priority of looking at the courses we already have and recording face-to-camera intros, outros, and I think we're probably going to have another face-to-camera section in the middle of all of the courses we've already done and then obviously look for any new courses how better to to use that as a way cuz I think you hit the nail on the head that kind of warming people up and getting the kind of personal connection that you can't really get with with you know a typical membership site or online course
0: yeah no i mean it's um it's awesome that way and not only have, you know, you've already established this relationship with people, assuming that you had a video launch series, you know, why not tie that element in and, you know, Even though course videos are meant for education and learning and, you know, we all should be paying attention, but people start to, you know, their attention fades a little while. And when it's just a screen capture, then sometimes we need to make it a little bit more dynamic and um, adding just kind of like this weaving in um, and out of like a talking face and then going back to your screen capture really makes a huge difference in the tempo of how viewers kind of view your videos.
1: And I suppose that goes back to what you you were saying earlier in terms of, um, you know, how different and how effective video launch funnels can be, particularly for membership sites and online courses. So if your launch sequence is all face to camera, happy, smiley people, and then all your training videos are just a screencast, then that's going to be jarring for some people.
0: Yeah, it's a disconnect, you know, Mm. and I think that ultimately, you know, people, make investments and purchase with other people that they like. And they, you know, they like what they're doing. They like them as a person, um, and they're willing to invest in you. And so you want to be making as much of that face to face contact as possible, you know, and being able to, I mean, I personally just feel like it's, a really nice way to like really invite your new members to your site and kind of warm them up and show them around and um because I'm not there to do it in person um so yeah i mean for me it's a no brainer it's it's definitely it helps to kind of improve the members experience in your site as well cuz it feels like there's a host taking them around through the experience
1: absolutely i think the obviously the great thing with membership sites and online courses is that you're leveraging your time better by kind of moving away from the one-to-one stuff. But the natural downside of that is you don't get the personal relationship that you're going to get with either a small coaching group or a one-on-one client relationship. So yeah, having that kind of personal presence throughout your material, uh, that, that would be a great way for membership site owners to, get that side of things and to weave that personal connection in without actually having to obviously you know, connect on a one-on-one basis with their members.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I, I do know some membership site owners, they'll actually, and these are for higher ticket, smaller memberships, what they'll do for every new member who joins, they'll record a personalized welcome video that they'll send to them a few days after they join. And it's usually just, um we've got a member in our uh, Facebook group, Ian Brody, I believe does this. Um, he's the author of Email Persuasion. And I'm pretty sure it's just face to camera on an iMac web camera, just saying hello, but it's that little bit of extra personal connection that kind of sends things over the edge, I think.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, that's huge. I um, I actually had a course where the, um, the creator of the course did that for us as well. It wasn't a video, but it was a little audio file, just, you know, personalized and thanking us. And it was just such a nice touch because, you know, you really didn't expect that at all. And to see that they've taken the time to really personalize it. Um, It just, you know, even if it's just like a 30 second message, but at least it's like, oh, they, you know, they acknowledge me. They really know that I'm here and they appreciate me. So it's those little things that you kind of, I guess, help to improve the members experience that really make all the difference.
1: Yeah. And that's, uh, that's obviously just for most site owners, recognizing that there are, many ways you can use video to great effect that isn't just marketing or isn't just delivery of training
0: absolutely yeah i mean i you know personally i use videos um every day in within my own company um to train you know, my team and, uh, instead of, you know, telling people over and over again, this is the process. Um, I have screencast videos that are, that lines everything out and, um, all I have to do is share it. So it's super, super versatile in terms of like, you just have to decide what the purpose is and then you can make it work for your purpose. And because it's so, you know, visually dynamic, um, and so personable you can really apply it to any part of your business and make it just totally work for you in that respect.
1: Absolutely. And so obviously a big part of what we talked about uh, is using video in launch funnels, because that's, that's where your, your real passion lies, I suppose, in terms of, you know, how to use video strategically. And we talked about the, the four video sequence, that is something that people can learn more about as part of your course. Is that right?
0: um well within um my online course craft a camera that actually teaches online entrepreneurs how to create an epic promotional video so if they want to make like a homepage, about me kind of like brand video yeah. I walk them through all the pre-work all the how to align your brand message with how to bring it to life visually and how to you know kind of translate things in a visual way um, that speaks to your viewers and then I also walk walk them through all the tech of setting it up and then all the way through to editing and delivering it on social media. So it's really kind of like an A to Z type program. Um, with my launch videos, I don't have an online course for that. I actually only work one-on-one with my clients to create, yeah, to create their launch series. So, because I mean, every, every launch sequence is so different. Mm. Um, and, you know, I have actually thought about creating a course about, you know, DIY your launch videos, but I still think that there is some value in working with the real live person yeah. who, you know, really specializes in that and can give you really helpful feedback um, that, y- you know, is more powerful than what you can kind of do on your own doing the homework. Um, Especially when you want it to be almost, you know, a timeless marketing piece, maybe an evergreen video funnel that you have really working for you. Um, I feel that it's important to work with somebody that really kind of can guide you through that process so you can get the best results.
1: Yeah. And then obviously unlock the the personality that gets put in that and the actual message that that goes in rather than it just being a a cookie cutter sales sequence that everybody follows that looks the same sounds the same
0: yeah exactly and that's you know that's kind of where we have fun with it too and that Mm -hmm. you know we dive in with my clients and and talk about the look and feel of their videos and you know how they want their business to kind of live on, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what are their goals in in those terms and um, make it all happen. You know, I walk them through the tech of shooting their videos if they need that. Um, I give them feedback on scripts. Actually, my clients get a um, launch video script swipe file. Try saying that 10 times fast. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so that really helps them to kind of create the overall blueprint of what they're going to say following the formula that is, you know, proven to convert. And then we kind of go back and forth and I hash it out with them. Like, how can we make this, you know, more actionable? How is this, how can you share more of your own personal content and add a bit more of your own personal, you know, flavor in here. And, um, through that process, then we kind of build out this script and then we shoot it. And, um, and then I edit it and put it together with imagery that, um, is aligned with their brand.
1: Sounds awesome. So if any of our listeners really want to get a highly effective launch, uh, video series put together with Emmy, where can they find out uh, how to work with you? Where can they get that process started?
0: Yeah. So they can check me out on my site at emmywu.com. That's E-M-M-Y-W-U.com. And um, you can also check out my free training on that page um, on my site. It's the anatomy of killer launch videos. So if you want to learn more about launch videos, you can sign up for that and get the free video training series.
1: Awesome. And then for the, uh, for the course on creating an epic promotional video and all of the tech side of things, which is so so important as well. Uh, you know, getting the tech right and, you know, knowing how to present yourself in the best way on video. That's craftacamera.com. Is that right?
0: Yeah, you got it.
1: Great stuff. Emmy, thank you so much for taking the time out uh to talk to me today. Been very, very useful. I've really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you so much, Mike.
1: Thanks again to Emmy for taking the time to speak to me on the Membership Guys podcast. Really appreciated her giving us some of her advice, her insight and experiences from not only video production, video marketing, but also uh, in terms of how to really leverage video as part of a launch strategy. Uh, I certainly enjoyed our conversation, got a lot out of it. Hopefully you guys did too. Let me know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter, twitter.com slash membershipguys, or you can find us on Facebook. You can find our website, themembershipguys.com. That's got links to pretty much everywhere where we're at. And of course, we would be so grateful for for any reviews that uh, you guys leave on our podcast on iTunes too. So yeah, let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know uh, what your favourite tips or favourite insight from Emmy was. And be sure to check out Everything Emmy Does over at emmywoo.com. That's M-E-E-M-M-Y-W-U dot com. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Membership Guys podcast. But until then, thanks again for tuning in. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools and a supportive community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, The Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.